What's going on, everybody? This is Dr. S from the Mental Hot Podcast, and I'm back again for a brand new episode. This episode tonight is called, Why Do We Put Up Walls? I Feel Safe Now. Why do we put up walls? I feel safe now. And I wanted to do this episode because I feel like so often we put up walls for various reasons. And when I say walls, mainly I'm talking about protective factors, things to make us feel safe and secure. Now, there's a whole bunch of different walls that we put up. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit today. And I'm also going to talk about how putting up walls sometimes keeps us from positive things as well. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Why do we put up walls? I'm going to break it down give you some insight into why you may put up a wall in order to protect yourself from people. But at the same time, you might be keeping things that want to come into your life or people that want to come into your life that can actually be beneficial for you. Those same walls that you put up for protection can actually be hindering and hurting you. This is the Mental Hot Podcast. Why do we put up walls? I feel safe now. This is Dr. S, Dr. Randy Skyers. We're going to come right back and let's get into it. Mental Hot Podcast with Dr. S. Brand new episode, Why Do We Put Up Walls? I Feel Safe Now. And I want to add that I feel safe now component is one of the primary reasons why we put up walls, but there's so many other reasons as well. Let's take a look at a few. Protection from others. So as a result of maybe past things that we've been through, past hurts, past disappointments, past trauma, past pain, in order for us to protect ourselves away from those people, places, and things that have actually triggered and caused us to feel that emotion, we put up these walls as a sign of protection. Another reason we can put up a wall is a means to feel safe and secure. So as we know, our safety and security a lot of times causes these walls to raise up. Now, sometimes it's intentional. And other times we're not even aware that we raise these walls. We're not even aware that we raise these defense mechanisms to keep us safe and secure. We just know that we've been through some things and we're not trying to to re-experience those things again. So as a result, we have so many different types of walls that go up too. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment, but just be mindful that there's things that we do that are actually walls and protective factors that we may not even be aware of. It's sort of subconsciously because we know that we've been through hurt and pain in the past. And this is the cool thing about our minds and, and our emotions and our behaviors and that 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 team of three working together to keep us safe and secure is that a lot of times these walls can come up and we don't even have to do anything. We don't even have to actually create a wall for it to occur. It's almost like an automatic response or automatic defense that happens. 
So that is actually a positive thing that takes place when we've been through something very traumatic. One of the ways we can respond is we know where we got to fight, flight, or freeze, right? So we know that that wall is an opportunity for us to sort of put up this barrier to protect us, to help us feel safe and secure so we don't have to go down that road again, right? Another reason is sometimes to keep us from harming others. Let me repeat that. Sometimes we put up a wall to keep us from harming other people. Let me break that down a little bit. We understand sometimes that we experience different behaviors, emotional responses. Sometimes we, we actually project toxic energy at times because of the things that we've been through, right? I never use the stance that people are toxic. I always talk about people engaging in toxic behavior, two different things, right? Talking about the behavior, not sort of blaming the individual. But a lot of times we can put up walls because we know we need that distance from people. Because if we, if we came in close proximity with certain individuals, certain places, certain things, then that could cause us to react emotionally in a negative way. So again, we put up that wall, not so much to keep us safe, but to keep the people on the other side of that wall safe or to make sure that we, we don't engage in certain behaviors or we don't go down to certain ways of thinking and being again. It could be based off of things that we've been through in the past that we don't wanna go down that road again or just to keep other people safe because we love and care about those individuals. So sometimes we have to keep that distance. And a lot of times when I talk about a wall, I'm talking about proximity sometimes. And I'm gonna talk about that in the next segment, the types of walls that we put up, but in this case, to keep other people from getting hurt, to make sure that they're safe, to actually protect them away from us because we know what we're capable of we know that we're not in, either in the right frame of mind or in the right space to really interact with those people. So we, just to recap, so we got walls that do different things and, and sort of serve different things, right? So we know we got walls to protect us from others. We got walls that we put up to keep us to feel safe and secure. We know we also put up walls sometimes to keep the people we love and care about safe as well or to create proximity or distance rather away from those people to make sure that they're okay. But this is the last one too that sometimes we don't think about. The walls that we put up as well can actually hurt us in a way. And what I mean by that is it actually keeps us from good things that wanna enter into our lives. But because we're so quick to have that wall raise up, remember, I told you it's an automatic response sometimes, not even being aware of it. And because our, our, our defenses are so heightened, because of the things of the past, when something actually good is trying to come into our lives, that wall goes up so quickly as well. And a lot of times we can end up turning things away or turning people away or turning opportunities away because we put that wall up. And sometimes, as you know, when we go through things in the past, it, it skews and clouds our judgment. 
So we can't differentiate what's actually good for us and what's actually bad for us sometimes because the wall is, is it just it's, it's raised so quickly. So we sometimes so often shut things down before we, we really give it a chance or before we give them a chance or before we give it a chance. Those defenses sort of raise up. And there's certain things, like I said, sometimes it's an automatic response, but a lot of times it's based off of anxiety as well. We start to feel a little bit uneasy. And when we start to feel a little bit uneasy, it's like that wall slowly starts to come up. Or, or when we feel a little bit uncomfortable, that wall starts to come up. So the wall comes up automatically, but it's also a, a, a response to our mental and emotional state at that moment. Let me make that clear again. The wall is raised a lot of times based on the mental and emotional state that we are experiencing in the moment. It's like a shield. The wall is essentially a shield. But sometimes we could trigger these false alarms with that wall, right? Sometimes we're, we're so on edge that we can trigger the wall to, to raise up when we actually don't need it to. And that's what sort of a lot of times gets us into situations where we end up either judging people wrong, judging situations wrong, and we end up missing out at times, or we end up actually putting off an energy like we're, we're, we're hurting others or, or we don't want to be part of what's going on or we don't want people in our lives. And that's not always the case. So again, the next segment, I'm going to talk about the types of walls that we put up, these types of defense mechanisms that we don't even realize are actually walls. And then in the, in the segment after that, I want to dig a little bit into how we could be more aware and mindful of when the wall is being raised and actually have more control over it in order to be able to bring the wall down if need be. So this is Dr. S, the Mental Hot Podcast. We're going to come right back. I need y'all to listen to these types of walls that we could be raising up without even realizing it brand new episode why do we put up walls i feel safe now the mental hot podcast with dr s be right back What's going on, everybody? Dr. S, the Mental Hot Podcast. In this brand new episode today, talking about why do we put up walls? I feel safe now. I feel safe now. That's one of the reasons why we put up the walls. I feel safe now. And I wanted to add that to this particular title, so to speak. In the last segment, I was talking about, you know, some of the reasons why we put up walls. And, and now I want to talk about the types of walls because that's something to be. Remember, anytime I do a mental hot podcast, I'm building, I'm scaffolding, scaffolding 
um, scaffolding this information. So it's just, it's just easier for us to sort of grasp and understand as we sort of build to this, this climax of, um, what do we do? You know, that's the, that's the, well, so not so much what do we do, but also just enlightening you, you know, not giving you necessarily the answers, but just to be more aware of what's actually happening. So the first thing I want to get you to understand is that there's these psychological um, defense mechanisms that we have. And this is what I mean by these walls or the types of walls that we put up sometimes without even realizing it to protect us, to keep us safe, to keep us away from others, to make sure that we're okay. Now, the most common one that a lot of people you know, know about and that we, we do quite often is denial. Denial is a defense mechanism, but denial is also one of those walls that we put up. Right. When we're in a state of denial, it's sort of like we're not going to accept how things are or we're not going to take accountability for the circumstances or the things that are taking place in our lives, in our lives. We don't want to believe it. So what we do is we put that wall up, that wall of denial to keep us feeling like we don't have to take accountability or we're not responsible for what has taken place. So the first the first wall that we put up so often quickly, a lot of times is denial. Not me. Nah, that's not true. Oh, no, I'm nothing like that. These are some of the things that's a that's a wall. A wall is designed to protect you or defend you. See, a lot of times people think that a wall doesn't actually, it's, 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 a, it's a matter of defense, right? A wall isn't an offensive weapon. It's not, it's not meant to actually hurt anybody, but it, it protects our ego, right? It, it makes us feel okay. Here's another one. You might not even have heard this term before, but we repress things. Things that make us um, unhappy things, painful experiences, things that we've been through in life. We unconsciously put them in the place where we don't even have to, to think about it. There were two situations, two conversations I had that had to do with, with therapy and why, um, you know, people don't go. And it was, it was in a symposium that I was doing where a student, I, we were talking about why a lot of people don't go to therapy and we we're talking about the stigma and shame around it. But this young lady made an excellent point. She said that therapy a lot of times brings things up to the surface. And, and a lot of times the things that we've been through in life, we, we unconsciously, not even aware, sort of bury them. And the last thing we want to do is sit in a session, sit in a therapy session or talk to somebody who we know from that clinician, we know what that therapy is, that therapist is probably going to do is bring that stuff that has been buried unconsciously without even being aware, bring it to the surface. And we're like, nah, nah, nah. So the wall of repression or, re or, or repressing is, is something that we quite often do 
during painful and tough times. So we got denial, we got, we repress things. Here's another one, a wall that people don't even realize. We project, we project things onto other people. Sometimes there's so many things that we go through in life and things that we experience and it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel good. So in this case, the wall, imagine like our anger, our pain, our suffering. We have to, we have to project those feelings onto somebody else instead of accepting, truly accepting how we really feel and, and not truly placing the responsibility where it needs to go. We place that responsibility unfairly onto others. We project it onto others. The things that we, we want to do, the things we, we, we want to try to try to resolve and try to work through, we don't. Instead, we attribute it to somebody else. And that's something that's a wall that goes up as well. And we probably experience this all the, all the time, right? We attribute these things to other people unjustly and unfairly. So that's three, right? Denial, repress things, project on the other things. What about displacement? Again, I'm going through these, these psychological defense mechanisms that are also to me like the walls we put up sometimes without even thinking about it. A clear example is when we get angry. This happens all the time. This is the wall this is a defense mechanism that takes place all the time. I had a hard day at work. So when I come home, my anger is displaced onto my partner. My partner displaces that same anger onto the children or her friends or family members. If you have kids, the kids take that, absorb that, displace that energy onto the, the pets in the home. And it just sort of keeps going and trickling down and trickling down. It's a matter of, of displacing the energy in a negative way. Doesn't sound like a wall, does it? But again, remember the wall is symbolic for keeping us safe and secure. If I don't have to deal with my anger and I can put it onto somebody else, I displace it onto you. I pass the buck, so to speak. And then I'm gonna end it here with this last one. Regression. Regression is trying to escape to an earlier place in time or going back to, to, a, to a point in time 
where things were much, much better. Typically, when this happens, we sort of revert back to to ways pre-painful experiences. This is another wall that we put up or a defense mechanism to keep us feeling safe and secure. Regression typically going backwards, regress back. Think about back regression. But again, if we think about what a wall does, it protects us. I don't want to experience the pain I'm having now. Take me to an earlier place in time before this pain occurred. As a result, I start to act the way I used to be. We see this a lot with kids when they experience traumatic events. And then you see a level of immaturity in those kids. And you're like, where's that coming from? Because going back to that, those earlier ages, before this traumatic event occurred, things were much better then. Things were, I was, I was in a safer place then. But adults do it as well. You were going, you were doing well, you were doing, you were doing good. Then bam, traumatic, painful event. Now I'm back at the bar drinking again. Now, now, now I'm back to using substances again. No, I, 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 I thought I got over that and then I regressed back. Now I'm back to it again. Because back then I was at, it was a different time. Right? I wasn't experiencing this then. So I start to revert or regress back to old behaviors. Right? So this is a wall. Remember, the wall is designed to keep us safe. So let's go through these psychological defense mechanisms. Just gave you five. There's like 10 in all. I only gave you five. The first one being denial, repressing things, shutting things down, repressing, projecting, placing, projecting, putting or placing energy onto other people. Displacement, passing things down. My anger, I'm angry from something that happened at the job or, 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 or a situation or a meeting. And now I'm passing that down or displacing it onto you. And then that person displaces it onto somebody else and then just keeps trickle, trickle down. So that way I don't have to deal with it. I give it to you. Regressing or going backwards is another form of protection for me to pre-traumatic events, pre-painful experiences. That way I don't have to deal with it. So all these are walls. Now you know the why do we put up walls? Why do we utilize these defense mechanisms? Different reasons. And different people put up walls for, for different reasons. It's not even a general reason why everybody's reason could be completely different so in the next segment i want to i want to give you some strategies and tips to be more aware and mindful so you can have better 
better control or just better awareness or more awareness of when that wall's being raised and how to how to impact it and manage it if need be. If that makes sense. This is Mental Hop. This is Dr. S. Mental Hop Podcast. Brand new episode. Why do we put up walls? I feel safe now. I'll be right back. The Mental Hop Podcast with Dr. S. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode. I hope y'all getting something out of this episode. Why do we put up walls? I feel safe now. I told you when I come back in this segment, I really want to talk about some solutions and easy tips to make sure that you have a better um, grasp of, of being able to manage these, these situations where these walls come up. And I just want to break that down a little bit more so you can have a a heightened sense of awareness to be able to manage it if you need to put that wall down because the automatic response was triggered by an emotion and the wall just started to come up to protect you. Now let's let me let's talk let's think about this for a second. The wall is not you. Right? So just just imagine you're sitting down facing a wall. You are not one with the wall. The wall is a barrier and you are behind that wall. But I I think what happens a lot of times is we become enmeshed with the wall and we start to not have the ability to separate ourselves from the defense mechanism or the behavior being that of the wall. We become the wall. And that's a that's very problematic because when we become something, we have less control over it. We are merged and aligned with it so much so that we are the wall. That's that that's not a healthy place to be in this situation because then the wall is sort of triggered even more quickly based off our emotional state and our, our emotional response. So what I like to do is say. We have to be able to be intensely aware and mindful that we, A, put up walls to defend us, but even more so of the events, behaviors, emotional states that trigger that wall to raise. We have to be so aware and in tune with who we are because if we if we could recognize that ahead of time, we know there are gonna be certain situations, certain people, certain places, certain things that trigger that emotional reaction. This is why I talk about mindfulness. Listen to what the definition of mindful is, mindfulness is, because a lot of times it's just, a, a, again, we use buzzwords and sometimes buzzwords over a period of time dilutes the actual importance of the word. Mindfulness, the quality or state of being conscious or aware of something. 
Again, mindfulness means the quality or state of being conscious or aware of something. Second definition, a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations used as a therapeutic technique. Definition, a lot in that definition. Let me break down number one. The quality or state of being conscious. Conscious means that I am knowledgeable, aware of what's taking place. The opposite of of repressing something, of being unconsciously doing it. I'm consciously aware of my triggers. That's why in therapeutic work, we talk so much about being aware of your triggers because we need to bring those things to the surface. So then it's right there in the forefront. We're aware of it. So that in, 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 in definition number one, the quality, what's the quality of our consciousness? How conscious are we? How good is our ability to actually be conscious? And if, if there's a quality to it, that means that we can improve on it. Yes, we can actually improve on our level of consciousness. And if we can improve on it, that means there's certain things that we could do to actually improve it and work on it. Listen to number two. This definition is, it, 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 it encompasses all aspects of being able to manage this wall. Why do we put up walls? A mental state achieved, achieved means you can work towards it by focusing one's awareness on the present moment. Extremely powerful in this case of being, being able to manage the wall. Remember those, those five defense mechanisms that I gave you are usually defense mechanisms that we, or the wall that comes up based off a past experience. By staying in the present, we no longer have to be controlled by the past. Again, by being strongly conscious and aware of the present, we don't have to allow the past to control what we do now. So while calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, listen to this. So my my other key is relaxation techniques. Listen to the things we do in therapy and counseling. We talk about your triggers. We talk about relaxation techniques. That's not just because we just like talking about you need to chill, you need to fall back, you need to relax, take it easy. Nah, we understand that when there is a state of relaxation, there is no hyper arousal taking place, which causes the walls to go up. Walls typically don't go up in a state of relaxation. I promise you that when you're on the beach, on an island somewhere, and it's the most peaceful place to be, defense mechanisms are not going out, going up. Peace is equated to vulnerability. I can allow myself to, I can allow myself to be vulnerable. Vulnerable. Peace is safety. 
So when this definition says a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment while calmly acknowledging and accepting key. My only tip for managing the wall is being mindful, is mindfulness. I don't have to give you anything else because within mindfulness, there is consciousness, awareness, relaxation, and acceptance. When I, when I am accepting something, I am in control of it. If I'm in control of the wall, then I can raise it when I need to. I can lower it when I need to, but I have sound judgment when I do it. Because I'm accepting that I'm in control and I don't have to react, I can respond. Calmly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, being in tune with how you feel. It's a powerful way to be able to manage the walls that we put up. Accepting one's feelings, thoughts, your thinking. How you think creates or determines when, where, how you put up walls. If you have anxious thinking or thinking that is, is easily triggered. The wall can go up a lot faster. Let me go back to the feelings. A lot of us are using some negative emotions as walls. I didn't even talk about anger and aggression. Those are defense mechanisms. You quick to fight, you quick to, to, to argue, quick to have a conflict. Those are walls too. That's a defense mechanism. Anger could be a, 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 a defense mechanism for real. Again, displacement. I don't have to deal with it. If I cause a diversion by being angry with you, I don't have to take accountability. That's my wall right there. It keeps me, keeps me safe and secure from really tackling the real issue. Accepting one's feelings, thoughts, bodily sensations. Mindfulness is being in tune with your body. The, the spidey senses, so to speak. Being in tune with it, acknowledging acceptance of it, not reacting, responding to it. I, I'm, I, I, I sense something, but I don't have to you know, I sense this person might be trying to play me. And usually I might just react. No, I'm not. I'm falling back. Ghosting. Ghosting. Block. That's a wall in this day and age. Right? Because my body, some, we all, we talk a lot about energy. People always say, I, I got, I caught a bad vibe. You have to be in tune with that vibe though. A lot of people's bad vibes and energies is not, is not accurate. That's all you. 
and you're not really in tune. You just that's a that's just an excuse for you to put up a wall. Acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations used as a therapeutic technique. We use mindfulness in therapy. To me, it's one of the most powerful tools in therapy. And I love mindfulness because I don't, I don't necessarily have to prescribe to all the different types of theories that we can use in therapy. Mindfulness is something that you can use in any aspect of, 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 of a psychological mental health condition that somebody's facing. It's like a blanket approach that works. You can utilize aspects of mindfulness for anything that you're experiencing, from depression, from, from post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, from, from generalized anxiety, to anxiety, to eating disorder, to anger management, to um, issues with you know your behavior, substance abuse, mindfulness works. To me, mindfulness is a key to be able to help you manage the walls we put up. This is Dr. S, the Mental Hot Podcast. Why do we put up walls? I feel safe now. When I come back, I'm closing it out. Brand new episode, Dr. S. I'll be right back. The Mental Hot Podcast with Dr. S, Dr. Randy Scanias, Dr. S, you know what it is. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode because I really enjoyed talking to you guys about why do we put up walls? Oh, I feel safe now. That's the reason why I do it. I hope you guys enjoyed it, got something out of it. As always, I appreciate you guys listening, supporting Please share it with friends. Tell friends about it. Most importantly, understand that mental hop is mental health education through the lens of hip hop. I am hip hop. That's the hip hop part. I think sometimes people be like, where's the hip hop? Nah, I am hip hop. Hip hop is something you you are, you live it, right? So I'm giving it to you straight up. Clearly, you can understand this is mental health and wellness meant for you. You deserve to heal. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at doc, D-O-C dot underscore S. That's D-O-C dot underscore S or at Mental Hop, M-E-N-T-A-L-H-O-P. I appreciate everybody that's been supporting me, rocking with me. We've been dropping new episodes almost on a weekly basis, trying to give you new, different ideas and concepts related to your mental health and wellness. Make sure you get the books as well. Good mornings, wake up course for life, as well as good vibes with Dr. S. And make sure you subscribe, like, leave a review, hit the share button, and just stay in tune with everything that's going on. And most importantly, take care of your mental and emotional health. You deserve to heal. This is Dr. S, Mental Hot Podcast. Catch you next time. Peace.